0: We live to rock. We love this music. We like seeing the crowd. We truly live to rock. I am the pod of thunder Matisse Van Rossum. Oi mate, I'm Australian
1: Ben
2: Sheets. <laughs> and uh, I just showed up at two in the morning uh, unexpectedly because uh, that's a normal thing to do. I'm Cleveland Mosher.
0: Showed up at two in the morning looking for something ambiguous.
1: And in the words of our movie, we accept the challenge. Uh, We have a special guest this week, Jeanette Valentine. Uh, She wanted to cover this enigma of a movie, Rock and Roll Nightmare. We're happy to have her on. Yes, thank you for joining us, Jeanette. Indeed.
3: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. my pleasure and I'm very sorry that you
0: had to watch this. <laughs> don't don't oh, apologize no. don't apologize yeah. because oh. we've got we've got a hell of an episode uh, we are talking about rock and roll nightmare which is a 1987 film directed by John fasano and starring John mickle Thor and others <laughs> uh, it is it is about a hair metal band that uh, goes to a remote farmhouse slash recording studio to record their new album, their magnum opus, but it turns out the devil lives there or, or something.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> about right.
0: Um,
3: oh, the devil does live there, absolutely. And the, 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 the plot twist is is, well, you saw the plot twist, and that kind of, like, brings everything together. Yes,
0: we uh, will definitely get around to that, (laughs) because that's where the bulk of of
2: what I have to say comes in. There's a lot of unpacking.
1: Yeah, well, the movie starts in such a bizarre fashion. It starts with this family. They're having breakfast at their house, and suddenly uh, there's a corpse in the oven.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, same model as my grandmother's oven.
3: (laughs) And there's really no no mention as to what happened, and then it's it's one of no. the, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm sure that there's there might be a reasonable explanation. I thought, does this allude to like his childhood? Is this supposed to be? Yeah, you know, I I
2: wasn't
1: so sure
3: I, if I, can,
1: that was supposed to be him as a kid because we see the kid as a demon yeah. later on.
0: Yeah, it's not. It it's just I think supposed to be the standard horror movie cold open where somebody gets killed to establish the threat. Or but, in this
2: case. A hot open.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Will> you stop.
2: <laughs> I
1: won't. <laughs> the,
3: the the
0: mom is like downstairs calling for the family to come down for breakfast, and she like yeah. hears something outside, and yeah. we see her leave, and then when the kid comes down she's in the oven. <laughs> yes.
3: And then I think her husband is shaving. Oh, I don't know if you noticed that he didn't, he didn't have any facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do. <didn't. laughs> watched it a few times.
2: <laughs> so much stuff. Yeah, to... no
3: facial hair. Um, obviously something is evil, and I think in the refrigerator, and then all of a sudden it's like there's a, a, a skeletal figure with some crazy skeleton in the oven. The skeleton no, still has eyeballs
1: though. Yeah. You
3: already Know
1: that you're in for a (laughs) wild (laughs) ride, yeah, to say the least. Well, after that, we get like four minutes of like what seems like Roomba cam as we like track (laughs) across the ground all over the house. At one point, the camera literally goes in circles, it just spins around on an axis.
2: Yeah, someone saw you about that and got a little too excited, I think. Yeah, absolutely. The height of the
3: the, shot, I mean, it would allude to what we're gonna talk about
1: later yes yes <laughs> that, that is <laughs> exactly. unlike, unlike many, many other things. things that appear later that
3: you're like what the <laughs> hell was that
0: <laughs> yeah before we get too heavily into the plot uh Jeanette since this was your suggestion your curation why don't you tell us a little bit about your relationship with this movie when did you first see it what has brought you back to it uh why why did you want us to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I stumbled upon Rock and Roll Nightmare. I bought a VHS tape from a friend and then he's like, this is really right up your alley. (laughs) And I thought, okay, the the cover is very promising and then I see this like, uh, huge, like, Viking, god-like figure on the cover and he's bare-chested and, you know, and it's very rock and roll and it's very Nightmare. (laughs) You really have no idea. But anyway, um, I watched it once, and then I made my friends watch it, and then I made my friends watch it again, and then I had to watch it again, and then I was just stumped, <laughs> and uh, it's it's, uh, it's still one of my favorites for many reasons, it's like my October go-to immediately, because you know, it's like, it ties into, I love like heavy metal horror, and like all of that cheese, you know, so... Um, the movie was the movie, I understood that, but then I was very curious about John Michael Thor, because I thought, okay, this guy wrote the screenplay, he produced it, it's obviously all of his songs that are being heard throughout the entire oh, movie. Oh, what songs, thought- too?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we no, live like for vanity- rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Truly. It's like a
3: vanity project, almost, Ever, it is a vanity project, and then... Um, at the time, I was very obsessed with the room. This is many years ago when a friend of mine had told me about the room playing in our house cinemas in California, and all this stuff was going on with like Tommy Wiseau. And to me, I correlated John Michael Thor with uh, my, you know, relationship with. The Room, their vanity project, it's all it's all there. It's written by, produced by, yeah. and there's a lot of them in it, mostly, and it's almost like, geez. So I became obsessed with um, John Michael Thor, and then I realized that John Michael Thor had a, a musical career. So he was a Canadian... Metal God, per se. <laughs> and he had these crazy... I don't know if you've read up on John Michael Thor, if you seen anything, but I'm going to send you some. You have to watch this, this documentary, I Am Thor. There's a an anth- anthor- anthology. <laughs> 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 the anthology spans like 1985 to like 1996 or something like that. Um, anyway, so he is quite the curious character and I found him to be... You know, I like bad things. <laughs> it's not like, well, what, what is wrong with this guy? This guy's amazing. I love this guy. So he used to bend steel and, like, you know, carry bricks and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, he was a, um, like, a, a, ship, a Chippendale dancer kind of dude. He did acting, and then he had this rock career. He was a bodybuilder. Professional bodybuilder. Yeah, I saw he's won
0: something like over forty bodybuilding championships. Like, yeah. I mean, the yeah. man is a golden god. Yeah, he he's definitely like Tommy Wiseau is is a great analogy. He's definitely yeah. that <laughs> same the same kind of figure who has like his fingers in all of the pies and does everything to the elevation of his own ego.
1: Yeah, a a truly baffling enigma. Like, really, all that's missing
0: from this movie is his direction, you know? Like, he he wrote the screenplay, he's in it, it's all his music, but it's directed by somebody else.
2: Uh, Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) So,
2: Jeanette, would you consider yourself an expert on uh, Mikkel Thor deep lore, would you say?
3: (laughs) An expert? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not really, but, I mean, probably very close. Definitely obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I can um,
0: understand the appeal. He's a very enigmatic figure, bafflingly bad at everything he does, but
1: definitely. somehow still completely magnetic. Well, it's he's amazing. always earnestly giving it a hundred percent. I wouldn't. I would not complain, and I
3: would not be sad if there was a John Michael for um, reality show.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs>
3: that would not be a bad thing.
0: I mean, um, he's, yeah. I think he's still alive,
2: right? So there's time. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. wheel him out.
3: Yeah, you've got to watch the documentary. There's so much, and it's endearing towards the end. He pushed for very long, and, you know, you would think that he would have had the no- notoriety that he thought that, you know, he thought that he probably had. And um, people in Europe were showing up to his shows and, you know, very, like very loyal audience, which is awesome. And he really pushed through. I mean, the documentary about him just really points to the fact that he does not give up. And he really believes in what the fuck he's doing. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think I think you have to. This movie is a fantastic example of one of those things where you look at it and you say, how did people think this was all right? Like, how did yeah. people get this shot? Look at it and be like, "Yeah, that's good. We don't need to do it again." Yeah, or hear that but dialogue
2: and think it makes sense. It's it's like the people that humans talk that way. It's it's, it's born, amazing.
0: It's born out of complete sincerity. And something that I found really interesting as well on the subject of him and his music is in the opening credits it says that uh, uh, music by the Tritons. Right. And his mm-hmm. character's name in the movie is John Triton. John Triton. <laughs> but the Tritons are not actually a band. Yeah.
1: Well, they're the band in the, they're in the, the movie. Band, they're the yeah. band <laughs> in the movie.
3: <laughs> but they're like, not really actually playing instruments anyway. <laughs> right, right, exactly.
0: Yeah. So they they try to play it off like <laughs> the band in the movie was the one who made all of the music, but it's actually yeah. uh, John Michael. Thor's actual band called Thor and it's it's very confusing I support that I think that's
2: great
3: something that you learned about him which ties into what you were just saying about the band when I watched I am Thor uh there's there's a sequel you know you realize he has he's going on this tour he's you know he's promoting himself he has like this comeback whatever and um basically he finds these musicians online and they're having practice sessions from a hotel room and like they don't he didn't he didn't even rent like a proper like rehearsal space and they're going to go play a festival let's say and like they're practicing in a hotel room like unplugged <laughs> <laughs> and these people have never met each other and it's like oh my god dude, just get 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 a get a room <laughs> get a proper area for practice well his his wow. idea of
1: a proper recording space is a, a farmhouse <laughs> In fairness. Yeah. <gasps> so that's like a half step up from a motel, really.
2: <laughs> the whole sequence when they get to the farmhouse and the all the dialogue there where they're talking about how the dialogue that you can hear. Most of the yeah. dialogue in the film is
0: mixed far <laughs> well, too low. I like awesome. your theory.
1: Too, Very about funny that. parts of it, you know, for a movie so focused on music, the the mixing yeah. in this movie is all over the yeah. place. You have to turn the volume up
3: all the way, <laughs> and <laughs> the, the music gets loud, and then the the, the actual uh, the actors are like barely audible. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, almost always they're always mixed below the 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 music and. I would say probably a good sixty, seventy percent of the dialogue in this film is completely incomprehensible. You you cannot hear what they're saying. <laughs> well
2: well T C you had an excellent theory about that because their footsteps were extremely loud. In that
0: one particular scene, yeah, I think they're putting the mic on the ground.
3: <laughs> 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 it just dropped it. <laughs> like, <screws laughs> <the mic. laughs>
0: because in in the scene in the scene where the groupies show up at two AM and oh, go man. knock on the door Oh, like you can barely hear what they're saying, but their <laughs> footsteps are so loud. They're just clip plopping yeah. all over the place like goddamn horses. And <laughs> the only way you're gonna get that is if they just have the mic on the ground. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like they couldn't. They didn't have a sound guy or something. They couldn't get a boom, so they said, "Fuck it. We'll just put the mic on the ground. Just talk real." Just put it on the ground. <laughs> yeah.
3: One thing that I that I wanted to point out, which is such a one of the most I mean, awful parts of the movie, which is is just—it's a sign of the time, you know. Um, when the groupies show up initially, one of them says, "What am I, a retard?" <laughs>
0: oh
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> When's the last time you heard that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's we, like it's an
1: '80s movie life. for sure. Yes, the whole scene with the groupies is just bizarre. They show up
0: completely uninvited at 2 a.m. Yeah. Go knock on the door because like one of
1: them like their mom's a
2: realtor or something. So it they found been trying out to
0: sell that. Yeah, they found out that the band is staying there.
2: They show yeah. up. At I love 2 the movie like needed us to know that? Like that's so good. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> they they show up at 2 a.m. and it's like what what could they possibly want? other than to, like, fuck the band. They're there in the exactly. middle of the night uninvited, right? Oh, and then yeah. the manager lets them in, and the first one of the first things he says to them is, it's like, 2 a.m., the band will <laughs> be down in 20 minutes. Why? Now let, we never know. Now let's see those breasts. <laughs> yeah, let's see
3: the And it's like, why are you here? Why did you come here? And then, then you know, yeah, it's funny, because they didn't actually show their roofs. No, um,
0: well, they as soon as he suggests that they they act extremely indignant, like "Oh my God, how could you?" But at the same time, like, "Why were you there uninvited at two a.m.?" Show
3: up (laughs) at two a.m. to hang out with a band. I mean, (laughs) and then they and then they leave. Whether it's nineteen eighty-five or two (laughs) thousand five, it's gonna or two thousand nineteen. You're gonna, you know, it's it's just one of those things. So they actually did not show their boobs, and um, apparently there wasn't a budget for that (laughs) well well, the movie (laughs) the movie was directed by john fasano i'm sure you saw that yeah and um apparently those were john fasano's friends and so he wound up giving the actresses that were already cast in the movie extra money like 100 bucks to show their boobs. So basically, the actual cast (laughs) in the movie showed their boobs, but then those four girls of rupees that you'd assume would show the boobies, they were friends, so they just didn't do it, and there was nothing. That that was all. So, yeah, the movie was made on a budget of, like,
1: $50,000. I believe the fuck out of that. I I mean, they got their mileage worth with the the practicals and the puppetry. I'll give it that. Well, I mean...
0: We'll we'll say just say that the the film is mostly filler, including that scene with the groupies.
3: It was unnecessary. They leave. Yes. They, <laughs> they they
0: they're not even kills. Like they don't die. Yeah. They talk to the manager and then they get right back in their van and they leave. There's
1: literally no point. Yeah, for and we the get scene the truly <laughs> bizarre shot of the demon manager. Yeah, where he's given the weird, almost like Tim Heidecker, Tim and Eric <laughs> yeah. face yeah. Was, <laughs> with the demon hand. Point, there. It's for really real,
3: real estate. So that's, like, you get to see, like, the realness of, you know, the manager. And then, like, from the beginning, he was very, like, 80s, like, 80s movie guy, like, ducky and pretty and pink, you know? Like, he's got his little earring, and, like, he's just, like, a very, like, I'll do the dishes, I'll do all the cooking, you know, kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, he just turns into, like, show your tits.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, because he gets possessed, so he becomes evil. at this point, Yeah. Uh, you make a good point, Tees, with uh, talk about how much filler there is in this movie. Yes. The opening sequence of this movie, we get a solid, wow. like, six or seven minutes of the van driving to the house. It's
3: three minutes and 34 seconds. Oh, thank you. Thank nice. you.
1: Exactly. exactly. Thank you for timing it. It almost felt like uh, what felt a professional. the scene so in much Monty longer. Python where they're running towards the castle because every yeah. time it cut away from the van, <laughs> and we were like oh they're finally getting there and then it just cut to like the van again and again and again <laughs> well we we read we read on imdb after
0: watching the movie that w- the original cut of the movie was 10 minutes under length and in in its current cut it's only 80 minutes so it's already not a long movie but because right. because it was too short, they then went back and recorded all of that footage of the van driving literally to fill out their runtime.
3: Oh, my gosh. And it makes sense. Completely pointless. And um, I don't know if you remember, John is in the van and um, he looks like he's having a conversation with someone because he he motions with his hands. You know, uh, you know, he's talking to someone. And that van ride was completely solo. There was not a single person in the van. Right. That the entire van yeah. would have been in the van. Yeah,
0: we never, in a normal film, that would be the place where we get, like, our setup exposition introduced to all of the characters, them shooting the shit in the van. You know, we start to get to know them before yeah. they get to their talk location. talk about where they're
1: going. Right. And...
0: But because that it was filmed, <laughs> it was just him in the van by
1: himself. <laughs> Ridiculous. So and we get all of that exposition UK. right when they get to the house instead right, <laughs> right. and of
2: course that whole that time is. they're driving in the van like they have plenty of opportunities as characters to to understand where they're going and what's going on but no yeah. the movie doesn't and so when the characters yeah. do get all all get out of the van they're like, they start where asking where are we what's going on all the questions <laughs> that there's no doubt they would have already had established by this point <laughs> like
3: but that would have made too much sense, you guys. Yeah, you're right. right.
2: So you're, yeah, you're trying. I mean, right you know,
3: what's the
0: point in that? <laughs> well, I love they They say this place has been uninhabited for 10 years, but it's right. also a music studio that Alice Cooper has or, used. Or uh,
1: Alice Blooper. Alice Blooper. Bob <laughs> Stewart. Todd <laughs> Todd Stewart.
3: 24-track uh, recording studio. You're going to record a song, twist it Like, you're going to record a record in... And- Two, was it two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they
0: say they're there. He tells them they're there for, like, welcome to your home for the next five weeks. And then two yeah. minutes later, one of the girls is like, how long do we have to be in this dump anyway? <laughs> 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 and then, Bitch, we
3: just told you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the fact that the movie was recorded in, like, seven days would explain it. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, I did see that.
3: The whole timeline is, like, thrown off completely.
2: <laughs> how long have we been here? Two months? Three weeks? Help me that's, that's to recollect.
0: Great. I love that it's supposed to be, like, this secluded, like... I was gonna say, I was
3: gonna say. <laughs>
0: right, but in all of the establishing shots of the house, you can just see the highway right there. You, <laughs> you see cars... <laughs>
3: It's an abandoned farmhouse, yet there's... Traffic and they it's it's not secluded. That's crazy. Yeah, you're
2: absolutely right. The drummer takes the person away and she, she asks him, How'd you know about this place? Oh, and they're five feet from the house. To the lake out back. Yeah. She's yeah. like, How'd you know about this place? It's like you can see it from the window. <laughs> we literally there's
0: there's literally a shot oh, of you walking all the way from the house an uninterrupted show.
2: It was
1: established through an empty field. Like <laughs> which, which, speaking of, this film
2: loves that. Like it's it's pretty common, like Hallmark among like amateur films where like the yeah. movie has to show you how the characters get from A to B. Right. We can't just right. cut to the next location right. and understand that that's just a new place that they're at. We have to oh. see them get out of the house and walk over to the recording studio or get out of the house and walk over to the lake. And we watch them walk for in and then out of the shot <laughs> too many times.
3: <laughs> I don't know if you remember when Back to the Van Back to the eternal van scene. (laughs) The vanity tag on the van says Dunker. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. And also it's,
0: it's very clearly an Ontario license plate, and they're supposed to be, like, from the United States coming to Canada to, like, get right. away. But it's like that, like, the plates on the van are Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, and also they they're, they're all know. being like, hey, guys, we should get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly <laughs> and then uh, during you know that eternal part you would think that i mean it, it seems like the notion of atmosphere was there obviously it didn't work out but like there's the, the music starts to change and you have that like his, you know the metal kind of like motley crew music and then you hear like the synthy stuff you know which is interesting because then it's just like a shift and then it's like, okay, so what's going on? We're building atmosphere. And then it's a lot of that. And then you just driving. And then you just get there. So then nothing really gets beyond that point. No. And then you have all these, like, shots of, like, trees and stuff. And, like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> something bad's going to happen because there's shots of trees. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well right they they break up the the van scene with like one exterior of the house where they do like a contra zoom and play yeah. like spooky music it's like ooh the spooky house oh, but, oh, there's
3: <laughs> but, but yeah.
0: there's, like any pre but like after that any pretense of atmosphere in the movie is just completely thrown out the window and I'm glad you bring up the constant metal music as well because yeah. it becomes really difficult throughout most of the film to determine when the music is diegetic and when it's not. Like, you think <laughs> it's just a, a, a soundtrack and then they'll cut yeah. and you'll hear the music coming from another room and then yeah. there's the, where he's like sitting on the bed playing his guitar and it sounds like we're hearing what he's playing. And then, but then he then, puts the
1: guitar down. And, and the music keeps going. <laughs>
3: When he puts the guitar down, that's amazing. It's like, what uh, and, then, do- and then you have the uh, the uh, wah wah. Yes, wah, the the shitty Casio wah sound, which is awesome. And then that's when you know something fucked up is gonna happen. Pretty much, it's like so the, the, the his music or the wah. That's
2: it, <laughs> or, or sometimes both. Yeah, uh, th- there was that one Formal. sequence, but yeah. I think it's between one of the shower sex sequences during that whole chunk chunk of the film, oh, where the, uh, <laughs> it, 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 the score starts to transition from Cynthia to a rock song or vice versa. Well, it's when his girlfriend is washing the dishes
0: dades. and two tracks are playing at once yeah they just yeah, leave it
2: for like Amazingly. a good like 30 seconds to a minute we're just stuck with two tracks playing yeah weird
3: and then for some reason they like to do the dishes a lot <laughs> yes, yes
2: they, they do. do there's
3: they're always doing. they're always doing dishes and there's always stuff going on and there's always dishes <laughs>
0: It's always the girlfriends because we always we have to continually establish that they're good domestic women who yeah. are are cleaning up while the while the real men uh, do their their rock <laughs> yeah they're they're
1: living for rock. <laughs> <laughs> truly, we living live for, for rock, rock yeah. as the the lyrics would say. I have to say, they're dancing to the music as oh, well. Yes. Boy. One of <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, so good. Like
2: so well choreographed those sequences, yeah, so amazing.
3: His, his, his outfits like there's always a gratuitous like boob shot from Thor. Like his boobs take center stage in this movie. Like he's oh truly, all about, oh yeah, they're just popping yeah. out of his, I, all
1: of his blouse. I love I love his red <laughs> blouse. <laughs>
3: Deep, deep, deep cut, deep V neck, like kind of like here's my titties. <laughs> yeah, that oh, that yeah. fucking
0: broke me. We <laughs> Cleveland yeah. just like nice
3: blouse, dude. <laughs> <laughs> blouse. Now that we're on the subject of Thor's amazing boobs, the shower scene that never ended, and then oh, it dude. was like boob on boob. It was just like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That that scene went on for much too long, and
0: it was made longer by the fact that it's immediately preceded by another <laughs> lengthy sex scene. Two, because there's three uh, couples. The first one is when they're out at the lake and like the with the the, the fake hand. Australian yeah. dude, and the hand comes out of his chest and, out, really. and and attacks <laughs> and attacks his girlfriend, and then we go to the extremely long sex scene between uh, the guitar player and the keyboard chick. That whole time, I was just saying, please end this. Please, (laughs) it's gone on for long enough. Please. And then it finally ends and cuts to fucking Thor and his girlfriend who immediately get in the shower and start... I loosely.
3: They don't, do much. they don't even have sex. They just rub boobs, I guess. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. I'm the I... lowest water pressure shower <laughs> of all time. Quote unquote sex. <laughs> yeah.
3: Just joked on his boobs. And this brings me back to Tommy. Tommy was so in yes. the room that. Yes. Crazy fucking sex scene where you're just like, ah, stop. And again, it's all about Tommy's ass. Yep. And in this movie, it was all about John's. <laughs>
1: very true
2: <That> it. <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right no, I'll give them up. they are splendid boobs they are splendid they man are
0: boobs truly I, a bodybuilder I support it he really gets a Wholeheartedly. To, to show them off in the climax too like oh, yeah. that's really what the what
2: the whole film I mean, is building to uh, climax is definitely the right word <laughs> I have to say climax, that yeah <laughs> Speaking of the the backing vocalist, there's a bit where uh, she's, she's talking to one of the other bandmates before he falls asleep, and she mentions how she really feels like she's singing her soul out on stage and oh, yeah. in the previous scene we see her singing but she's completely undercut and you can't hear yeah, her yeah you can all. never ever hear her vocals <laughs> it's like it, yeah like she's singing her soul out but no one's hearing no <laughs> they've one just hears. they've just turned her her levels down
0: man, oh, man those those rehearsal scenes which are basically just music videos are yeah. Fucking ridiculous! The lyrics, the lyrics that John writes, my He's man is truly said, a wordsmith. My my man said, "Energy, you give, <laughs>
3: you, <laughs> you take me where, yeah, it takes me where I want to be. Energy, be, energy. <laughs> you know, over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. then there's a uh, what is it? We live to rock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And we do. We <laughs> do live to rock. Live to rock. Truly, to rock. To
3: rock. It's all the good stuff. This is uh, kind of what rock and roll is, right? <laughs> you just live to rock. Yeah, you know this, this is it. And, uh, you push, and you know, uh, there's something to be said about his um, his tenacity.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sex, That's drugs, and demon that.
1: muppets. That's a good word for That's it. What say, we're here for. Say
0: what you want about John. But you can never say that he does not Live to rock
3: Oh you man, <laughs> he'll die for rock
0: He will, he yes <laughs> he, it's, so, it's so clear throughout the movie And you know,
3: I've met people at, you know, As a photographer I photographed a lot of bands And I photographed a, a band Many years ago and the lead singer of the band reminds me so much of John. And um, it was that whole, like, I'm going to create a band that are, aren't really, like, my musicians that I play with. Like, we're not really a band. We're, like, hired guns. So he had this whole, like, he was an older dude, and he, he had, like, money. So he was able to pay musicians to, you know, just chime in or just record with him and go on the road with him and do all of this stuff. And I was there for rehearsals, and I was there... Uh, filming and photographing their performances, and this takes me like watching this takes me back to like reality like this is rock and roll in the shittiest way possible. <laughs> it's not like, you know, the way that you'd intend it to be, but if you didn't have that and you never were Vince Neil or whatever, you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, that brain, that like rock and roll, like live the rock and all this shit. Like it's just like that glam metal, like that mentality, which doesn't exist so much anymore. I mean, it's nostalgic now, which is fun, but like, it's so it's such a heavy part of the movie and it reminds me of people that actually live like this and this guy decided to fucking make a movie about this shit. Right, exactly. And it's fucking awesome because it's so real for so many people that like this is your life, like kind of a has been, but was never was like never was actually. But like they keep pushing in a situation like his, he actually developed a fan base. He went on tours. He played festivals. He did this stuff. So like, this is clearly a very, very big part of his life. Probably more so than acting. <laughs> yeah, so, like, no shit. Know, screenwriting because maybe don't do that. Just stick to your rock and roll, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I think I think it's fun to note too that this isn't like a punk rock. Kind of movie. It's glam metal yeah. on a budget. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's it's glam is yeah. all about the glitz and the shine. And, it's you know, cheap like hair metal. The, yeah. yeah, it's like it's hair metal, yeah. but it, but it's on a budget. So it's not like it's not like punk rock where it's supposed to be grimy. It's supposed to be like budgeted and shiny and you know all like Flash gordon-y and shit. It's oh boy, yeah.
0: <laughs> especially yeah. in, in this day and age too when you compare like what was then considered like hard music with like what we consider right. hard music now like I listen to a lot of metal and like the shit yeah. that I'm listening to on a regular basis like this stuff just looks so soft
3: <laughs> and-, <laughs> and it was supposed to be so hard back then it right, was so, yeah. uh, in your face and leather and you know whatever and, you know fetishizing it with like whips and like bondage and you know, everybody's wearing leather. Everybody's chest is out, like it's sweaty and it's it's metal and it's chains and stuff. But like, you know, it's really just glamorized bullshit. And like, it's so fluffy. It's like yeah. it's it's fluffy and cute and like love songs and stuff. Like, nothing about it is really metal. It's just like it's just pretty. <laughs>
2: and that's, that's the test of time too I think like flappers and light jazz and stuff like right. had that same, that same vibe and aesthetic to it at the time you know it was like really hard and rough and now it's we look at it and it's like, yeah.
1: like right. even like our
2: grandparents like think it's light right. and that used to be like edgy.
0: It's so funny too because like metal has always had such a strong like satanic connotation as well and like right. being the devil's music and exactly. the whole satanic panic all the parents fretfully listening to their kids Alice Cooper records backwards trying to find decoded yeah find decoded messages and stuff (laughs) and you look at something like this and it's got that same kind of heavy metal satanic patina over it you know they're literally fighting the devil in this movie and it's just once again it's so soft.
1: <laughs> like, so soft. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like out of most fads, glam rock has probably aged the worst out of any subgenre <laughs> in the last 50 years. Maybe. It's the worst? Uh, Gosh, it's, it's seriously, like, it's
3: just, it's it's not becoming at all. <laughs> uh, John Fasano directed Black Roses, which is another metal horror hybrid. And there were so many at the time, you know, fun stuff, but like, I don't know if it paled in comparison because this to me is more of a, <laughs> more of a go-to. I think it has more permanence, but I thought Black Roses was fun and it was like, uh, like the, 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 the musicians were like demons and, you know, it's it, it back to the devil, back to Satan. Yeah. And, and the, uh, uh, overarching theme here has to do with the battle, you know, with Satan.
2: Speaking of, let's let's work our way into that. Let's uh, why don't we start with the the demon muppets and then, yes, and then yes. move our way in? Because uh, oh boy, don't I love oh, some man. demon muppets! Honestly, the
1: highlight of the movie for me the the All most in, the most puppets,
0: endearing yeah. part of it, yeah, for me is the puppets. I I don't think we should be under any illusions that the puppets look good because <laughs> because they don't. They're fun and they're cute and they're charming, but they look very bad.
3: Oh God, and they sound terrible too. It's
0: such a sad thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's so weird to like think that like the the devil lives in this particular farmhouse in Ontario <laughs> for yeah. some reason. But we, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. The like mouse cam, like always running along the floor, and we see multiple times that there are weird little miniature monsters, Gremlin
1: kind of
2: things. monster Muppets very. They're always
1: very wet
2: and drooling. Some of them have troll hair.
3: Yeah. Like troll doll yeah. hair, yeah. It's, 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 it's comical. It's it's all funny. Like, there, there's nothing scary about it. No. <laughs> no. And there's, and
0: there's no kind of cohesive design ethos to any of the monsters. Like, yeah. every time no, no. you see one, it's something completely new and different and unrelated to all of the others. And just, yeah. like, equally eclectic. There's no kind of connecting design that lets you think that these are all yeah. you know part of the the, the same it's uh, like are they aliens are they demons like it's, well, yeah, it's such have, a strange you have no fucking clue until the end when <clears throat> satan shows up and yeah <laughs> so
3: satan, satan's minions should look a little bit more fucked up and scary right like yeah, if, if this is hell's army
2: i'm not so worried <laughs> right. anymore like if this is if this yeah, is like right. what i have to like look forward to uh when i when i'm deceased is a. Uh, you and, know, like, like, if that's Satan's army, I think I'll be all right. At one
0: point, they straight up do, like, slapstick Muppet gags with them. Yes. Like, yeah, because, like, yes. John
2: Michael Thor uh, is, like, writing something, and, like, he drops his pencil, and it flies and over they, his yeah,
0: head. Yeah, so they, somebody <laughs> just throws one of the puppets from off-camera past his head. Yeah. Well,
1: my favorite is it's right like, after that, when they have the, the group of five Cyclops Muppets, and they're all different. Like, one has a little hairpiece and is smoke and a cigarette.
0: The one smoking a cigarette. What's that about? The other one has a, a little cigarette. knife. There's also like a wolf man at one point. There's like there's a turkey monster. There, yeah, just uh, <laughs> a, a cooked turkey that has a, a mouth in the fridge that we see once and never again. Just uh, great. There's the weird like succubus woman demon in the basement that attacks the manager. Yes, and- that
3: was actually Thor's ex-wife.
0: Yes, I did see nice. that on his Wikipedia page.
3: Uh, his no, no, his, ex-wife. That, that was a cameo, which is not really a cameo. It lasted like under 30 seconds. <laughs> so his wife actually ran a, a magazine. I think it was like a booby porn magazine. And like you do. You know, nice. her boobs are very much out there, you know. Uh, he, you know he, he, obviously, it's all about their boobs. <laughs> yeah, that was her cameo, and that was a short-lived one. And then you wonder, like, why wasn't his wife playing his girlfriend?
0: Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a really good question. But I guess she
3: made a better 30-second demon.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, maybe that has something to do with the divorce (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah we can only speculate don't know
3: how long that lasted though I mean it might have been I think they might have been married throughout the movie I was gonna Maybe.
0: ask
2: like ex-wife at the time yeah no I or... think they were I'm
0: pretty sure they no. were married at the time which makes it even weirder that like his wife yeah. is in the movie involved with the production but there's a lengthy sex uh, quote unquote yeah. sex scene with him and another woman I mean, in... she's
3: pretty open minded though <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: I mean I guess I guess she is I
3: would really think
1: so yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, if she has a booby magazine, most likely. I think she's
3: down. Oh, all the fun stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, and then there's also the, the little boy that we see from the very beginning of the movie. He shows up again at one point, also as a weird demon thing. I love yeah, the score. For some reason.
2: I love the score at that part. It It is absolute nonsense. It's like, it's...
1: Casio presets. Yeah. 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 It's just, like, yeah, and
2: yeah. Yeah. super long delays. There's one bit where, like, Ben, you think you thought it was over, and then it comes again with another... And, 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 and then stops again.
0: Yeah. Like, and like they they keep seeing this boy around the house and none of them seem like overtly concerned by it more just curious like oh, hey, hey it's boy hey what's this little boy doing at this house we're staying at in the middle of nowhere that's not uh, immediately off the highway that you can see in the background so what, it.
3: <laughs>
0: like what what what's he doing <laughs> what's
3: he doing here <laughs> Um, so many questions, so many questions <laughs> Just the
2: reactions in general I love how delayed they are Like, every time there's there's a demon reveal It takes the person who's being attacked A good eight seconds or so To, to realize yeah. there's a demon in front of them Like, I love it yeah, it's cool. And then
3: to realize that someone's actually missing from their group Like, oh, where's this person? Uh, uh, the married couple When the wife is uh, killed and then, she, I, don't, I don't think that she shows up to their next practice, and all of a sudden,
1: everybody's just dancing, having a great time, and then she's just not there. Yeah, no one's oh, concerned. Yeah. Well, they're no very blase about people <laughs> disappearing in general. Like, near the end, uh, you have the two left at the dinner table by themselves, and they're just like, well, uh, they must have brought the van and took everyone to town while we were gone. Well, we Yeah, while we were in the shower, our
0: manager <laughs> came back and picked up every else and took him into town like what th- why <laughs> <laughs> we do find out why and i think it's time to get into that yes. oh yes yeah. because yeah. the best the best part of the movie by far is the last like 15 minutes the final showdown really yes. countdown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh we and- <laughs> accept. Challenge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. uh, we challenge.
2: accept the
3: challenge. Give us a, We accept the challenge, John. Let us know what's going on. Well, and he does. This is when the shit show really hits the fan. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Why don't you lead us into it, Jeanette? Why don't you? Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, all the all the while, all these characters are just uh, forms. They're not real, right? So then the showdown with Satan, Beelzebub. you know, John has this very awesome, like, confrontation with the demon that doesn't really look scary. It doesn't look like anything that you would... Ever associate
0: Satan with? <laughs> no, it looks no. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> <Even now.
3: laughs>
0: it's a big alien yeah, puppet. Yeah, it's just
3: poorly done. Not scary at all. You and-
2: gotta love the transition where it's the the wife, and she says, "They're all dead. I'm dead." And then instead of we instead of just doing like a, a crossfade where yeah. it, she is replaced by the demon at the very towards the end of the crossfade, the camera pans down. No, she, she goes. Her, she, she goes oh, down. Oh, oh, like, doesn't pan. She just no, drops, she just out, drops of out of frame. Out yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, Honestly. Excellent. Yeah.
3: It
0: escalates
1: so, uh, so quickly in that final 15, 20-minute yeah. confrontation. That,
3: that's it. Like, you watch the movie just to get to that final showdown, final, final moments of insanity, and that's when, you know, you get to see Thor almost naked again and, you know, back to his vanity project and... He had time to sit in the hair and makeup chair and make his hair fluffier and bigger and more robust. And then he's wearing those tight little leather panties.
1: <laughs> it's the, time the to fight Satan. Thing
0: the with spike my leather fists. panties, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the
2: transformation sequence to that is <laughs> great, and great too.
3: And you learn that he's actually the archangel and that all of the characters in the movie were just forms invited uh, that were pretty much inviting the demon in to have that final, you know, showdown with him. Yeah, so now it's Beelzebub and then, you know, the Archangel, and he's the uh, intercessor. (laughs) Yeah, the intercessor, that's right. (laughs) He's the Intercessor. You know that there's a sequel to this movie, and it's Intercessor 2005. You're gonna to have to watch that. Uh,
0: is is Thor in it? Yes, 2005.
3: So yes. it's not that long ago. Yeah.
2: Yes, oh let's God. watch that, excellent. please. excellent! What kind of shape is he in in 2005?
3: Oh, uh, not good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a. He had a. a, a time and he had actually a bunch of health issues that you don't say yeah that just came up and i think he the 80s he's will like do blind that. from one eye he obviously isn't a oh. bodybuilder anymore and he's a you know have heavy set guy now and he's kind of frumpy and he wears like his khakis and you know now he wears like khakis and like t-shirts and you know he's far from that you know persona that he lived so well <laughs> he lived to be so well and um yeah, so, Intercessor, I think that's next on your watch list. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Oh, yeah. just, we'll just yeah. rock our brain a little bit more. That's, <laughs> we'll have yeah, to have you back else? for that one, yeah. <laughs> you, you, we want to be friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you got to give it to uh, John Micklethor for, um, you know, yes, his project, it was most definitely a vanity project, but... There is something to be a little, a little vain over, like when it comes to his stature, like the man is super well built, like at least he showed up for yeah, the part, like, like fucking uh, ripped.
1: He leans into it yeah, for sure. It's, it's, um,
2: and I think that really helps that sequence from being outright depressing and instead endearing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise, that would have been kind of unfortunate if he was, like, standing there saying he was, like, a literal golden god and, like, schlubby. Like... Well, yeah,
0: like, he, he looks... <laughs> yeah. he, he he looks godlike, I guess, uh, if God is, is... godlike.
3: He's like a metal rock god. He's a viking metal rock god. Yeah,
0: if God... Or, like, even with a low budget, he's he he's viking selling, selling it. Rock. The whole film, by that point, almost feels like a slap in the face because they, they just revealed that none of the events leading up to this final confrontation mattered at all well my favorite
1: part of it is it reveals that the whole shower scene was yeah. john michael thor just pretending to have sex with himself
0: <laughs> that's right they're all figments of they're all they're all like thought form projections that he's created <laughs> that means that he's fucking he nobody needs, he, he my brain's better out. imagination <laughs>
3: Yeah, there's nothing. It was all a figment of your imagination, his imagination, everybody's imagination. So at, at, at when you think about it, you're just like, what a waste. Like, you could have at least done something. Like, those scenes that you think of as like, oh, you know, this didn't make any sense. It's out of place. It's like, uh, it's all out of place. (laughs) Nothing makes sense. Nothing is supposed to be there.
0: But then at the end, after he's defeated the devil, the last scene is him going to a a cemetery and standing over some graves and (laughs) saying, I have avenged all of your deaths. (laughs) Who's avenging? Who's avenging? I don't know. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Was it... Were they real or not? Pick <laughs> a fucking lane! <laughs> which which <is> it? <laughs> Pick a lane!
3: You know what a reason. <laughs> Yikes. That
2: yeah. whole, just
3: work out and think about it.
0: <laughs> that whole fight scene with just him is... one it's, of a kind. It's it's so... Yeah. It's, it's so sad. It's just like this huge buff rock jesus uh weekly tu- weekly
1: tussling with a uh, a big fake rubber puppet well my favorite part yeah. is at one point his eyes start glowing for no But the reason. effect yeah. but the effect is offset from his actual eyes so he didn't <laughs>
0: even they didn't even bother to line it up <laughs>
3: That, that that last scene is definitely why you must watch this movie and you know you you could just skip to that part but what's the point in that right like if you're gonna if you're gonna dip your toe into shit might as well just dip your entire fucking body into shit oh yeah just I... you know revel in it <laughs> say okay I did it I feel good about this and I've learned nothing today but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> well no I guess you have some takeaways if you start to think about him and you know where he comes from his his influence and him again and just back to him and back to his boobs and back to his ideas and back to his career and then back to him <laughs> it's it's a film Cause it's really all about him yeah,
0: it's a film that becomes fascinating because of the enigma behind it. Like, the, it's yeah. it's not interesting because of the events of the movie. It's interesting because you need to know more about this bizarre man, yeah. creature. And that's
3: what, that's what really makes this movie, like, special, I think, for me. As we were talking about earlier, like, why do you like this movie? Why have you seen it so many times? It's because I became infatuated with finding out who is this guy and why did he do this? And why did he like you know, he, he wrote, he produced all this stuff. And he was actually in Zombie Nightmare Roger, Port, uh, Roger Corman's Zombie Nightmare. Oh, really? The same was, year as this, same year, they were both released '87, yeah, '87. So he was in Zombie Nightmare and then he started his own rock and roll nightmare. <laughs>
1: It's like screw zombies. Yeah, we I see. Have a theme, huh? I see. <laughs>
0: I see. John Fasano also wrote Zombie Nightmare and was one of the directors, but is uncredited. So I guess yeah. that I guess uh, Thor and and John Fasano, had, had they were boys or something. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was just inspired by <laughs> his role in the movie. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Really, nothing really does. I, I guess. John for uh, does make sense and you know his body rock makes sense and <laughs> his bad ideas make sense to some extent and his um, gusto and his undying need for this love of what he does and his rock and you know his movie and his persona that he has pushed for so long, That kind of makes sense in a very senseless world, right? (laughs) The movie is completely senseless, but then a lot of it is. I mean, like, tying into, like, his experience and why he did it and all this stuff. But, like, a good takeaway is that I feel like it's unintentional comedy. Kind of like uh, in the beginning, I suppose, with, like, Tommy was so. I keep going back to Tommy because it wasn't an intentional comedy, but it became a hilarious movie that you just have to watch. And, um... This the rock and roll nightmare, and then thinking about his life kind of is an unintentional comedy, <laughs> which makes it really fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with the comparison to The Room, and I think Control oh, the, too as well. Yeah, the secret to it is they're just so earnestly made, the sincerity. Yet yeah. the outcome is yeah. not what they were necessarily going for.
3: Yeah, and then there's this uh this uh the visions of grandeur and like this rock god kind of attitude and this like big like you know, you're just you're just so fueled by like yourself and like this extreme self-confidence, which we advise people to do so much more, and it's like, man, that's a, the psychological aspect of it to me is very, very, very entertaining. <laughs>
0: I agree. I think that's that's what what makes the film worth watching is using it as an opportunity to learn something about uh, about Thor because it really yeah. tell it tells you more about him than anything yeah. else. Because like you have to start thinking like why did he make these very specific decisions like yeah. to what end and how swollen is his ego to see the yeah. finished product and He's think low- like yeah this is this is good. <laughs> Like, I, I'm proud of this. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I did this, you
3: know? Exactly. And if you don't, if you, if you, I, I think it's better if you don't know about for, before entering the movie experience because then you have like a clean slate and there's no judgment. Like, you're just watching this movie and everything is terrible. But then you kind of have a more sympathetic view after you learn more about him. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, these things are okay to all of a sudden because he's just really trying really hard to do this really cool thing that. It's just, you just keep pushing, and it's like, dude, you know, at some point, why in the fuck do you stop? Like, you know, I don't know. I guess some people just can't, but it's all good. I think um, I'm glad that he made the movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and I'm glad that you maybe enjoyed it or not.
0: i I definitely Actually, enjoyed it I don't, yeah i don 't know if I would be readily drawn back to this movie the, <laughs> If anything, I feel like I would just jump to the the fight at the end because yeah, there's so, like, so, so much filler in the beginning of the movie. You could cut so, this whole thing down to about 20, 20 entertaining
2: <laughs> minutes, you know? I think The Secret is, this is the kind of film you'd want to play during a party, yes. generally, because yes. there's so there's so yes. much downtime. You know, yes. if you're chatting with your friends, you know, like... Browsing, you know, Reddit or you know, whatever, like while while it's going on, I think I think it's a lot more manageable. But um,
3: movie for sure. This is just or hanging out with your friends and like Mm -hmm. you can you know hang out and then talk and then engage and then oh look at that oh what the fuck was that or what and you know that that becomes fun. But like if you're gonna sit there and seriously watch this, you're not gonna want to sit there and seriously watch it. It's definitely. A Party movie, yes, definitely a rock and roll party movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think of that <laughs> context then after To be funny. Watching it, you can watch the documentary and you can learn more about Thor because his music videos are amazing.
2: Oh, and yeah. And the
3: true, the, the true, the true meat of this movie is the meat that Thor brings via his the literal man meat and his character that he has created and all of his rock god fucking power. That's it. That's the meat of it. And that's just what it is. He's worked hard for that body. He's got to show it off. He's worked hard for that persona. <laughs> He's not going to stop, and that is very obvious.
0: It's the it is the meat. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh around here we we like to round out our discussions by uh rating the film out of uh Uh-oh. five stars. Half stars are okay. Um, just a a, a earnest uh, rating of your enjoyment, completely subjective. Since you're our guest, Jeanette, uh, why don't why don't we start with you? Set the bar for us.
3: Oh man, I mean that's kind of a tough one because I do like really great movies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, within the context of talking about a movie that's you know so bad that it ends up to be enjoyable and entertaining and. There's so much to it that is so honest, as you know, as we've mentioned before, as with any exploitation movie or B-movie, that's just kind of like, you know, what happens. Like, there's an honesty behind it, which I love. And I think that it's so cheesy and ridiculous and over the top and poorly done that (laughs) as far as like my uh, poor meter goes, I give it like a five on like, (laughs) I'm just being bad and like fun and like satiating like that metal horror genre which doesn't it's always supposed to be campy it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to make you laugh it's supposed to make you say why you know like what budget is fifty thousand dollars seriously like you know your friends are in it like you do the best that you can you have terrible terrible monsters and you know some really bad ideas but then you make it work so uh on on a on a scale of effort and entertainment I'm gonna give it a five because I do feel very connected to this movie. And don't judge me. And no, if you have no, to no, Don't judge no, me, no me here. Then, Absolutely you know, not. It's fine, but we can. <laughs> I just I really
0: like bad shit you guys. Bad <laughs> shit is great. Uh no, I you don't have anything to be ashamed of. You yeah, know, we did Troll Two
2: get like a golden from us? Yeah, yeah we, we gave we Troll, Troll, two. Troll two
0: unanimous fives across the board <laughs> for the same reason. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we, yeah, right. we we rate based on our experience and our enjoyment, you know. But Ben, why don't you okay, give us your rating yeah. next? Uh,
1: I thought this movie was a trip to say the least. Uh Whether it was the absurd demon puppets, the extended, extended driving sequences and way too long uh, sequences in general, the -the over-the-top sex sequences or the uh, absolutely insane third act, (laughs) Uh, this movie was an enjoyable ride to say the least. Um, I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a fun movie. Since it was so fun, I'll give it a three. In terms of quality, it's not you know great, but in terms of enjoyment, it's definitely up there. Cleveland?
2: Yeah, when this movie is uh, on or off, depending on your definition, um, it's... It's on, you know, like when it when it is so bad, it's good. It it truly is that when it's off during the like the driving sequences at the end, which is you know, like border, like essentially just stock footage that they've created. It's pretty boring. It's it's pretty rough. You're like getting through those those points, they they hold on shots throughout the film far too long. Uh, you know, there's there's a good number of other movies we've covered on the podcast. Like uh, it's like Silent Night Deadly Night. Like a vast portion of the film is filler shots. Yeah, it could and just be straight that, up
0: removed.
2: That it's it's gonna it's gonna lose uh, a star or two for me on that. But man, when it hits though, like that that reveal at the end. Where you know they were all just his his buddies were all just shadow entities and he was projecting that towards this puppet Satan is Satan hurling the ninja flesh starfish at him that oh, like God, suck his yeah. nips like just, just so much I, he was, like
3: fighting anything really he was just like kind of bringing it onto him
2: right he
0: was catching them and then
2: latching them to his them and
3: then he pretends to hurt to fight
2: oh yeah and like him ripping it apart like was so funny like yeah like when when it's on it's so funny uh. I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it 3.5, uh, I think, cause, you know, those, those slow bits, again, great party movie, I think. Yes, it's you a can great just get all your friends to together drunk
1: like, with friends and watch. Yeah. And he goes be like, "Oh
2: guys, guys, right. hold on. This this bit's really good." And then, you know, like stop talking for a second. Watch my, that bit my and, and get
3: back to chatting. I I guess it was a 3.5 across the board for you dudes for sure. I was like, "It's going to be a 3.5 cuz it's not a 1." <laughs> but it's definitely not a 5. Oh,
2: it's definitely not a 1. Like it it's got a, a huge enjoyability factor and I I'd, I'd be happy yeah. to share this with more people. Like absolutely. Yeah. I I, I I'm hedging for, but you know, those those Sequences were just a little too slow, yeah. little too, little too yeah. much filler.
0: I think I need to uh, qualify mine a little bit first because I very much enjoyed our experience of watching this movie.
1: Yeah, the uh, movie broke you more than anyone. Yeah, one, I was,
0: honestly. I, would,
1: I <laughs> was, I was because normally it's me who like can't like
2: stand the the lack of logic. and was, gets mad at it. I was like,
0: hollering at the movie a lot, but like in the at the same time, like I was I was really enjoying it. I don't know if I would ever put this movie on to watch it by myself but like
3: why would you
0: right but like if if i was with friends or something be like man y'all want to see a train wreck of a film (laughs) uh this would it would be a good one to put on i enjoyed my experience a lot i'm gonna give the film a two out of five because goddamn, the filler stuff is fucking boring, <laughs> but but, Brutal. man, the highs the highs are so high the two stars are for, like, the last 15 minutes alone, man, like, mm-hmm. it's that, that shit is so is so, so, so wild, uh, I, I really had a great time, um, but between the four of us, that will give, uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare an average of 3.4 out of 5. Pies. There you go, almost so your, your prediction was very, very very close so, so right close. on
3: I think I brought that average up
1: though which is
0: fine <laughs> you, you did you you boosted it but I think that's okay it was it was your choice for us to watch and I'm very very glad you suggested it same this was it it was a fun movie to watch and it made it has made for some really fun conversation as well most I really,
3: definitely I really, hope, I really hope that you
0: can talk nonsense and think nonsense for the next 24 hours <laughs> Yeah, I love, yes. it's 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 really nice to to every now and and then just be able to break down a dumpster fire, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and, and just and just figure out what's going on there. Like, what are yeah. what are all of these bits of trash that are burning, you know? <laughs> Absolutely.
3: And, you know, the takeaway is that and you can have a fun party and then just, you know, have your friends over and share some terrible shit with them. If everybody has a good laugh out of this.
1: Thumbs up. We are winning. <laughs> yes. Party,
3: man. Metal party. <laughs> metal party, man. We live to rock. And we accept <laughs> the challenge. We did accept the challenge. You guys accepted the challenge. Thank you very much for watching this movie. <laughs> well, we are very, yeah, uh, very, very sorry.
0: Thank you for <laughs> presenting us with this challenge for us to accept. It was a lot of fun. So... Ben, what is what is the film that we're talking about next week? Uh, I don't I've know been the title. So <laughs>
1: excited for this next one! It's called Dial Code Santa Claus, also ah. known as Deadly Games. It's a Christmas movie. You Tis know? the season. I say, I believe it's French. It came out a year before Home Alone, uh, but it's essentially the outcome of if you threw Home Alone, Rambo, and a bunch of blood and guts into the blender, turned it to Maximum. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy, crazy trip. I'm so excited to talk about it. I Yeah, I have never, ever
0: heard of this film. This was one of your curations, Ben, so I have no idea what we're getting into, but I'm pretty excited, honestly, from the description. Wait, you say it's
2: comparable to home alone does it start in a kid
1: yes okay oh boy. yes <laughs> lots of blood and guts yes but okay. it's
2: before Home Alone. It
1: came out a year before Home Alone, so oh. it's really, truly the original Home Alone. Oh. Well, we'll
0: be unpacking that <coughs> next week. Uh, but, but before we all sign off, I think it's time for a word from our sponsor, Cleveland. Who is our sponsor for this week?
2: You know what? I I want to tell you guys. I think I think we've finally made it. I, I think it's time that our audience knew just how well our podcast is doing we made this a week's a sponsor is coca-cola <laughs> 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 they finally found us uh, you know it, it was it's high time so I just want you guys to know that we are now verified and legitimate as a podcast because coca-cola is is definitely actually our our sponsor <laughs> and I, I I could not be m- m- more honest right now it because, is a true fact
0: because this is an audio media The audience can't see that we are all Holding cans of Coca-Cola In such a way that the label is clear So we can see it Uh, Coca-Cola Notable sponsor of The Pod People And also John Micklethor's Rock and Roll Nightmare That was like
3: never ending (laughs) 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 I'm so glad that you caught that
0: Yeah. What what, what was that? (laughs) There's no no way. I mean, it was that.
2: It was them trying to like legitimize themselves, and it was. I found it incredibly endearing, like the idea of them sitting around being like, "Yeah, we'll make it look like we actually have a Coca-Cola sponsorship." So delightful.
3: Maybe that's beyond beyond words. Really. I mean, just watch the movie now and just get to that part. Maybe
0: maybe they thought that if they if they proudly displayed the the Coke label that Coca-Cola. Would see the movie and be like Wow what a great movie Let's give you some money for advertising for us he Plays
3: it in different different ways And I'm like oh well, here it is And oh he was actually writing like musical notes while he was writing music. He's writing musical notes because he's very smart. Yes. And then he's got a yes. Coke can next to him. <laughs>
2: he even picks it up so you can read the label. It's amazing. Yeah, he like, he yeah, like yeah, turns it when he sets it, it down God. so
1: the label is perfectly facing the camera. <laughs> 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 gotta remind him what it is after all. Wow, yeah. I'm giving
3: you guys a big fucking hug right now because so, <laughs> that was awesome. That was
2: great. It was like during that scene, I was like, okay, I know what our sponsor is going to be this, this week. Is, this this okay. is bad, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> well,
3: Well, Well, that didn't work out, did it?
0: (laughs) Well, if you like listening to the show, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a nice review. Five stars like Rock and Roll Nightmare. You know, five stars like John Micklethor. Five stars for living for rock. (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod or at letterboxd.com slash podpeoplepod for a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those episodes. You can find me on Twitter at ozzy I'm on Twitter at
2: Mr. Sheets. And I'm occasionally tweeting for at LightArk Studio as we continue to work up our wonderful, dark, and spooky indie RTS RPG game. It's stares is back go check it out you know where to find it just just google it it's on steam all right well Jeanette do you have anything that you would like to plug
3: my Instagram is viral video Miami I I moved from Miami to Winston-Salem North Carolina um, but I have a shitload of VHS tapes for sale and I do trades and swaps and I have a killer collection of vintage movie zines for all you zine heads so, yeah, viral video in Miami. That's
2: all. All right. Sounds extremely fun. I want to check some of those out. Well, thank yeah, you so much bad. for joining us,
0: Jeanette. This was a lot of fun. Indeed. Right
3: thank you for having me, and thank you for putting yourself through the torture, which is actually a fun torture, but yes. Well,
0: we're <laughs> we're known to be somewhat masochistic around here, and yes. I can promise you that we have endured way worse on this podcast. <laughs> yes. So, uh, this was... <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a bad movie, but it was a delight, and uh, it was a delight having you on as well, and you're welcome to join us anytime, and uh, feel free to recommend us more weird, uh, <laughs> deep-cut, stupid, shit. terrible yeah. movies.
2: I, Please.
3: I, 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 uh, I hope that y'all spend a nice evening wearing your tight leather undies. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Always have mine on, just and in I case. I
3: hope that you can up that hair real big and just have a good old time and live for Rock.
0: I'm putting on more eyeliner right now. <laughs> well, until next time, thank you for listening. We are the pod people, and we're getting ready to fucking rock on out of here. Yeah!
1: the challenge! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>